0: All right, right, welcome back into the Plank Show. We are on the road in Cavens Construction. I think I just scared, accidentally, Chris to death. I really do. Sorry about that, Chris. Uh, Joining us right now to kick off our number two before. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. I think I just scared Chris to death. Uh,
1: We were like, what was that? No, I walked around the the corner, and as he
0: walked, I mean, you know me. I'm kind of silent. I'm not, you know, I'm... I'm incognito. You can't tell when I'm coming, but when I walked around the corner, <laughs> Amanda laughs. When I walked around the corner, Chris was walking out of his office at the same time, and it was nearly a collision. I think I scared the hell out of him. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Chris. Are you, Gary? Uh, you yeah, know correct. what? I got to say this much. And and Jessica, the boss, is is here too. You're moving around pretty good for someone that's uh, that's got what are we officially calling this? A broken leg? Broken ankle? Broken ankle. Broken. Ow. Ow, yes. are you t- are you taking anything? I mean, that's painful. No, no? Okay. dude, I would have everything. I'd be on. I'd
1: take some stuff. It's okay. hard to sleep at night in the bed. Can... But... Do,
0: do you um do you elevate?
1: Yes, and I sit
0: quite a bit. Gosh, that sucks.
1: It does. It does.
0: But life goes it's part on. Part of it, you know? Have you had to get up on a roof? yet, with your broken ankle. Okay, so let me tell you a story about that. Because <laughs> I was just on my roof this week and putting up lights. I, I
1: actually, there's a couple of roofs I need to be on, but, you know, <laughs> that's not going to happen this week. So I'm sitting there with the doctor. I'm at OSC, and I'm sitting there with the doctor, and I'm like, you know, I was she, they're putting the boot on and everything, and the doctor's look, talking to me and everything. I was like, so you're saying I can't get on a roof, but I've got roofs I've got to get on this week. Right she was like i can't hear
0: anything just (laughs) turned around and walked away he's like listen you can't be on a roof but I like literally can't sit there and form tackle you and stop you from going <laughs> up on there Gary's got a broken ankle and he's fighting through it. that's what you call a trooper in my business because if I had a broken ankle it'd be like the man flu I think I'd be in bed I'd be uh, need I don't know if does soup help a broken foot or not I would probably need some soup I would need some hot tea I'd need some sprite but you're tough man I you're, well, you're much more manly than the, I am
1: and so Monday I broke it last week and Monday was my first day back at work because we were kind of shut down for Thanksgiving uh-huh. and everything we had emergency guys on call of course though but um, always you know I, I got back in Monday and I, I wore, did it did everything <laughs> as a normal day I got home and my it's freaking twice the size of black and blue. Jessica was like, you need to slow it down.
0: Yeah, that'll happen, man. Well, I'm glad you're here. Um, congratulations. You're moving pretty well for a dude. Do you have to be on crutches, or is it just the boot right now? It's just
1: the boot right now. Are you going to have to get surgery? I'm hoping not. Okay. Is it Depends on
0: how much I do. <laughs> so, You know, the, the funny thing is, is I, I've been pretty f- – Boy, I better knock on wood here, especially since I'm trying to exercise now. I've only broke – I broke my thumb whenever I was a little kid because I was a catcher, and I broke it again. But that's it. I mean, I've been pretty lucky.
1: This is the first time I've ever broke a bone.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. And I played football. Yeah. I I wrestled. Well, I mean, I I I I stood on the sidelines and held a clipboard, but if you want to call that playing football, um, yeah. That's crazy, man. Don't you still kind of do that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I carried over my high school backup job to Jason Whipple. Now I'm, uh, <laughs> I basically do the same thing, only on a much different level. Well, it hasn't slowed down the production here, has it? At Caven's Construction, as you said, uh, even on a broken ankle, you're grinding away. Kind of just, you know, take us through as we get past Thanksgiving. We're inching towards Christmas. Well, I say inching, we are. you. You want to make sure that your carpets are clean, and if you're hosting someone, your air ducts are clean. And not a bad time to have Cavens come out and take care of you.
1: Most definitely, this is the time of year. You know, let's you know, you have a lot of people in and out of your house and everything. Get those air ducts clean. They need to be cleaned. You know, probably a minimum yeah. once a year. Hey, get those dryer vents cleaned. Um, you know, I've seen we did a several dryer vent cleanings this week, and I was seeing their pictures and their reports, and I was like, my goodness. <laughs> there i mean it builds up in there and it can create a fire it also can cost more electrically and gas to dry your clothes depending on if you have electrical or a gas dryer and you know and the other thing too is it can create a fire yeah there's I, I forgot the number i have it written down i'm sorry i should have looked at it but you know there's an astronomical amount of fires a year due to dryers just not being the lint's not being cleaned out of them and everything so, you know, and it's not that expensive to, you know, just to get it done once a year, once a quarter, every six months, you know. But we can we can help out with that. Carpet cleaning, you mm-hmm. know, we still have our special running. Three rooms for $99. It's a great deal. Get your rooms cleaned before you have everybody over for Christmas. Um, you know, you know, if you need some help cleaning up after Thanksgiving, some people spilled stuff all over the house and tracked stuff in, you know, we can help out.
0: Yeah, um, because trust me, even um, if we only have, I think in our house, a couple of rooms that are carpeted, but I want to make sure that they're good and ready to go for the family whenever they come in town. Now, uh, you know, we talk a lot about roofing, and understandably so, because Gary's got a broken ankle and there's a roof he needs to get on, but Chris uh, does a great job, but I think, you know, we've started the process of looking at, at gutters and wanting new gutters on our roof, and that's something that... Either a maybe sometimes people don't understand the need for. It's just ah oh, clean them out and they're fine. But Gary, it it adds to the value of your home. It can be aesthetically pleasing and it helps make sure that you keep water away from your home, which is a necessity.
1: It does. It helps with. Um making sure that there's no water intrusion into your house. It helps with your foundation not being washed away. It, ha- You know, above your A.C., you don't want water going directly into your A.C. unit that's outside. Right. You know, you got to have gutters above that. Um, you know, and you don't want water coming, you know, you have guests coming over, it's raining, it's pouring down rain into your front door, you need gutters there too. Same on the garage door. So, you know, gutters are a vital part of a house, but it definitely does increase the value of the house. It makes it look better. It just makes, you know, it makes everything better having gutters around the house. And, and
0: it's simple. It's something that I've talked about. I am going I need to talk about it with Chris, but it's something that's simple. And we can talk about You could have your water going into a bucket and use that water with your plants. I mean, there's a lot of different things you guys can do, isn't there? There's most
1: definitely. We can do all kinds of different things with it, you know. And, you know, the roofing, there's still roofs out there that haven't been inspected from the second storm. Uh, Haven't been inspected or dealt with from the first storm, you know, give us a call. We can help you out, walk you through the insurance process. The insurance has been extremely different this year. Um, We've seen several obstacles, but we've also worked through them and we've been able to adjust the way we're doing things now to the new way that the insurance is doing things. And we can really help people um, with their roof replacements or roof repairs. They just have to pick up the phone and give us a call because we're your, you know, we're local, we've been here forever. And you know it's just I see all these out of town guys they're still here they're still popping up and it's just you know they change their phone number from a you know a Kansas number or a Texas number to a 405 number and then they think they're local and they trick people.
0: And that number for us is 405-573-3048. That's 573-3048. Tulsa area. Take your calls to 405-573-3048. And before I let you go plumbing uh, you talked about Brown Friday. <laughs> it was not Black Friday for some, but you're always here 24-7, 365 with emergency plumbing. That's help. right.
1: Our, on our emergency plumbing and our um, f- emergency facilities maintenance, You know, our facility maintenance team is here to help any grocery stores, banks, sorority houses, fried houses, just any of them out there, businesses, um, shoe store, whatever you have, we can help out if you have a commercial business and you just need some repairs
0: done or some upgrades made. We're your one-stop shop. Just give us a call. We can help. You're the man, Gary. Anything else we need to make sure to mention before I let you get out of here? Which, uh, I, I would say hop back along, but you're moving a little bit better than I am even with that boot <laughs> on. Oh, I, I guess one thing we definitely should mention is, is you brought up the maintenance. We only kind of touched on it, but for business owners, Caven's maintenance team, they'll serve commercial and residential clients, large spectrum of offerings to basically take care of most projects, right, from the maintenance department?
1: That's right. That's right. We can we can pretty much help out in any way. Our facilities maintenance is set up to help out not only with just construction and repairs, but also HVAC, plumbing, and electrical.
0: See you, Gary. Thanks Have you, a good Chris. rest of your day. That's Gary Cavins here at Cavins Construction. Again, that phone number that you can call is 405 573 3048. All right, the Air Comfort Solutions, a text line you can hit us up 405 329. Wait, hold on. 651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Uh, the law offices of Rod Polson, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line, 405-329-9000. But there is a new way that I'm digging that people can get in touch with the uh, with the show, Josh. And that new way... What? Oh, my gosh. I changed my password on my SiriusXM account, and now I've got to go back in and change it again. Oh, my Goodness, goodness gracious. Anyway, um, Josh, the DMs to me are a place where I can't get enough fun. So let me throw a couple in front of you, and then we'll get a timeout, and we'll hit our top five stories of the day. You ready? I'm ready. Let's hear them. Uh, This is from Dallas Bill at The Dallas Bill who writes, There's a positive. At least we're not a leg up from Houston's coaching search from this year. Williams is not going to massage parlors. Did Houston have a problem with their coaching search? I don't remember that one. Hmm. Uh, Brian writes, legit question here. When did Lincoln build a successful program and not inherit one? He's in rebuild out there with folks willing to cut corners, and that's a bad combination. I think that's kind of what his point was, right? An opportunity to pretty much build something from scratch? Yeah.
2: I think that there had to be a level of attraction to that idea that this could be Lincoln's own thing and – I mean, there's no shadows that – no immediate shadows that he's sitting in. I mean, obviously Pete Carroll was sensational there, McKay, before that. But in terms of anything recently, there hasn't been a track record of success at USC. It is a rebuilding job, and he, he can be the hero out there. Whereas here, unless you win a national championship, you're not that guy, right? You're not Bob Stoops.
0: That's right. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Um, And I don't mean that. I'm not trying to be a jerk to Lincoln by any stretch of the imagination. I know all of you want to. But I, I think that there is a lot of it where, yes, there's the Bud Wilkinson and Barry Switzer cast a long shadow over Oklahoma football. But Bob Stoops was able to create, you know, his own legacy that was always built off of what Bud and Barry had done but right, Josh, it was his own thing because he had taken over after three failed coaches and, and created a juggernaut. Um, same thing in, in, I, I think it, to a certain degree for USC to where, yes, Pete Carroll had done amazing things. Sean Robinson had done amazing things. You can go into the pantheon of history of USC coaches, but they're far enough removed from their success where this would be viewed as Lincoln doing his own thing, right? I think so. If they have success. Yes. it's yeah,
2: certainly, as juxtaposed against his time here at Oklahoma, he, he's not inheriting a great thing at USC right now. He did inherit a great thing at Oklahoma. He inherited the eventual Heisman Trophy winner at Oklahoma. Right.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, here's a good question from Mike on Twitter. Uh, he asks, if OU wins Bedlam, does Lincoln still leave on Sunday? Yes. So you think even if they win and they're going to the Big 12 championship game, he's still out on Sunday morning?
2: I do. Yeah, I think the deal was already done. <laughs>
0: um, I might disagree on that. I, I think that it would have been something to where he had agreed to the deal, but it doesn't necessarily get out yet. Um, But, yeah, I, I think that's a damn good question, and that's one that we can debate forever. Uh, Mike at Okie Ranger writes, Who wins more games next season, OU or USC? I don't know if we can answer that question yet, Josh, because, I mean, I know OU just released its schedule, but I don't I, I don't know. I don't know if you can truly answer that right now. I really don't, because we don't know what Oklahoma's going to look like personnel-wise. Now, if Caleb Williams stays and uh, you don't have an exodus of defensive players and it, if, if it's Brent Venables or whomever it is, do they, they're able to implement a, a, a system that's going to make these defensive guys happy and they stay around, then I think there's a slam dunk chance it's Oklahoma. But if, you know, if you're in a situation where Caleb Williams leaves, right, What I mean, who is your quarterback next year?
2: Transfer portal.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Transfer
2: exactly. portal will start. He will be the backup. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what kind of situation you would be in if that happens. Though there's some buzz building out there. I've had multiple people text us this morning on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 651 3439. They think reinforcements are on the way, receivers from Washington, D.C., I guess former teammates of Caleb Williams. So I don't know. I don't know what the level of truth is to any of that just yet, but there is that buzz building. Which would be a great sign for Caleb staying, of course.
0: Right, exactly, exactly. Um, and then one more here, and I think this is really good. Uh, well, actually, there's two more here. I apologize. It's ten eighteen. Um, this is from Jesse, who writes: Reports are that SC was speaking, uh, speaking with Lincoln's representatives in September. That's the L.A. Times report. Uh, Helton was term terminated in September. That adds up and makes me wonder if. Coach O was dismissed in October for the same reason. When Can I pause there for a bit? I, Coach O wasn't coming back, uh, and I think maybe some people wouldn't talk to them until it was official. So I I don't think it affected Coach O getting fired, but your timing is very interesting on that front. I think you might be onto something, Jesse. But when Lincoln Riley was a young dude at Tech, USC was the sexy program. Linert, bush etc i wonder if he romanticized that job this gets back josh to what has been my benchmark take Bef- the whole time right we just didn't know lincoln we didn't know what his ultimate motivation was and i don't know if we would have figured that out from him talking to the media more or doing more interviews or whatever but we just didn't know maybe he did you know, maybe he romanticized that. He looks at it and says, I can have that, right? Could be.
2: Yes. Uh, may- maybe it just wanted to change. Maybe he-, he felt it wasn't yeah. going to happen for him at Oklahoma. I mean, who's to know? We're, we're never going to get an honest answer from Lincoln Riley on that.
0: That's the one thing we know. All right. Do you want to slide a call in here real quick before we
2: break? Yes. let's uh, Let's get to Bill, who's been patiently hanging on.
0: What's up, Bill?
3: Uh, nothing much a couple questions I've got a, with the time keeps going by and uh Benavis not being signed. you think there's a problem with them trying to get him?
0: No, not at all not not at all. I don't um, I will say I don't I, I brought this up earlier, and I was going through my list of things that we know. I don't think this is dragging, and I know that it seems. It seems like it is because we've said oh, I think announcement is going to be made, and maybe we're part of that problem. But I don't feel like it's dragging. It's only been open since basically Monday morning when you can really get get after it for Joe C. But yeah, I'm not concerned. I I will say may, maybe it is a situation where a guy wow Joe and and the selection committee are are Joe C. and they're like whoa, let's go dig a little deeper on this guy, right? I don't know, but it is. It is something that they have been very much, I think. uh, What's the term I'm looking for? Turning over every rock, you know, listening to as many people as they possibly can. But I don't think this is a situation to where, if he's the guy, there's a problem uh, in any way, shape, or form.
3: When do you think we'll answer? Will we see an announcement before the end of this week, or what? Go into next week.
0: Um, I still am of the belief that this thing is done by Friday, but I I don't I don't see it going into next week. Now, you know, and I appreciate your phone call. If if this is a situation, I I don't think that Joe Castiglione is pausing his search to talk to anyone in the media. That's me, and and I don't think that Bob Stoops is pausing any of his game prep to let anyone in the media know what's going on, nor do I think that he's overly involved in anything outside of trying to secure this recruiting class, trying to make these coaches feel comfortable and getting this this team ready. I, I really believe that in my heart of hearts. So I know there's some out there that's like he told I, – I just – I'm not saying they're making things up. I just – that's hard for me to believe. So if you're waiting – to talk to someone until after a bowl game or a game, I shouldn't say bowl game, championship game this weekend. That makes sense. But also, that would lead me to believe that he's the guy. right? So if you're seeing out there, someone is reporting, they're waiting to talk to Luke Fickle. Well, if that's true, then he's the guy. I don't think you wait to talk to him just in order to give someone else the job that you've already talked to. That, that's my opinion. That's my feeling on it. I could be dead wrong. But I still think this is something that we're talking about, a coach being hired in the next 48 hours. Firmly believe it. But that's, again, that's not Chris Plank talking to sources. I'm trying to make that clear. That's my gut. That's my hunch. And that's, I've been pretty strong in that from day one. And if I'm wrong... I don't think that means that there's something wrong or they didn't get their guy. We'll talk about it more next. More next. It's the Plank Show. I, oh, let's go. oh, let's go. oh, let's go. I-O. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. Um, What's that from, Josh? Is this the idea of Matt? did Matt Campbell sign an extension?
2: Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. Something had to have happened, right?
0: I'm telling you, whenever you start seeing things like that, that to me says something's going down. I'm not leaving. <laughs> right when you start seeing, uh, especially whenever it's, especially whenever it's names like Matt Campbell that you perceive are in the mix, right? When you start seeing their deals get signed, that's when you're like, mm-hmm, okay, here we go, here we go. But I'll tell you what, um, I just want them to get the right guy. And I've been pretty staunch in my belief that I think, I think that right guy is Brent Venables. But uh, I'm rooting for two dudes in this. I'm rooting for Brent Venables and Shane Beamer. And... Uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with my personal relationships with both, and I'm not going to be anti-whomever they get. It's like, oh my gosh, you didn't hire Brent Venables and they hired Dan Lanning. How dare they? And I'm going to be like, let's go, Dan Lanning. You and I got energy for days. <laughs> it's just, I feel like that it becomes very. Uh, here's one thing that I'm trying to work through, and I'm workshopping this take a little bit. I was talking with one of my buddies. He was workshopping a take that I was very envious of. But here's something else that I'm workshopping. Okay? And and you help me make sense of this. You ready? Okay. Every defensive coach that you talk to is compared to what? Well, (laughs) it seems like it's Gary Gibbs to me, right? (laughs) And... Every offensive coach that you hear talk to is compared against that level that Lincoln Riley had offensively. But it's almost as if when you talk to a offensive minded coach, some people don't say, bro, there's some stoopsy into this. It's always immediately the negative, right? Oh, well, pff. He, he's going to be the next. See how Jimmy Lake did up in Washington? He was a offensive minded coach. Where is he? He's gone. You know, it's just—it's almost as if you—you you, your automatic concern is to compare him to—and listen, I Gary Gibbs was a great guy and a great defensive mind, but you like compare him to the worst possible scenario. No one ever looks at a defensive coach and says, "Bro, that might be the next Kirby Smart." They naturally like probably Will must champ 2.0. <laughs> Do we want that? Never. <laughs> he sucked right? And it's just, if it's an assistant that hasn't been a head coach before, you know, it's it's Mustamp, it's Jimmy Lake, it's all these dudes that have failed. It's, you know, it's never when the Urban Meyer got his first job or, you know, that the fact, or if it's someone that hasn't been a coordinator, no one ever compares it to Dabo Sweeney or Urban Meyer. It's like, well, he's never called an offense before. He's terrible. It's almost as if when your aunt, When you're so for someone you become anti, it's hilarious to me. Um, Just because either a Gary Gibbs or a Will Muschamp, give me another defensive coach, Josh, because I've used Jimmy Lake a couple of times that has failed, just doesn't mean that they can't beat Bob Stoops or Kirby Smart or guess what? Nick Saban, defensive guy. Bill Belichick, defensive guy. You know, we always want to go with, like, the worst possible outcome sometimes.
2: Well, just because it's an offensive guy doesn't mean that the situation doesn't turn into Tom Herman at Texas.
0: <laughs> ah, there you go. Well done. <laughs> well done. There's not Art a Charles? candidate
2: on Oklahoma's radar right now. It doesn't appear that mm-hmm. you couldn't find a way to poke some holes through and no! into, I mean, Brent Venables is, I mean, that's who I want to get this right. job at Oklahoma and yet guess what? Brent Venable's never been a head coach. And that could be something that that could turn you off a little bit about it. I know Oklahoma's had a great track record of hiring guys that were assistants. The last head coach here, Lincoln Riley, offensive coordinator, had never been a head coach. Bob Stoops, defensive coordinator, had never been a, a head, never coach. Been head coach. Barry Switzer. I mean, that's the track record around here. But uh, generally speaking, in a lot of places a lot of schools don't necessarily like hiring guys that don't have head coaching experience
0: exactly exactly um they i real quick before, have we taken our ten thirty break yet We haven't do you want to squeeze in okay. one quick phone call before we do' Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Where do you want to go?
2: Let's go to Wyoming where Gary
3: has oh, Gary. Uh, checked in
0: Gary hey, Josh, what's up
3: Gary Chris Good morning thanks a lot for take good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, a couple quick questions. Isaiah Thomas, for example, had posted that I kind of want to move on, but at the same time, there's a little present to this. Isaiah Thomas had posted that he knew that they knew about Riley a week earlier. And mine is, is the school seems to have lost a lot of money with with not only well riley for example and the value of the oklahoma team going down without a coach without players going through the transfer portal and everything right now they were projected to have been playing alabama in the sugar bowl should alabama lose to georgia and now uh i really question lincoln riley and his coaching in the second half of the game i, I know it's been brought which, up, which game which game went, osu the bedlam yeah okay, it, because it to me there is such a motive there for him losing that game that seems so clear i don't know how they would go about proving it but anybody who's watched football would say that game <laughs> it was thrown I, I really honestly believe that he uh, had listen, absolutely no yeah, Gary, interest Gary, I don't, in don't think we day. can
0: listen, man, I, I understand the frustration and I appreciate your call. If you want to live in that world, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. You really are. Uh, uh, Mark Desher, who is our photographer. At you photo year. guy. Thank you. <laughs> there is a picture of him when Key Lawrence has that pick that falls out of his hands. I, Mark, I wouldn't mind sharing it, right? And I know if, if it's hard because, and Gary, I'm not I, – I didn't cut you off because I'm trying to be mean, but I just – if we're going to live in that world, those are some pretty heavy accusations. And I think Lincoln Riley wanted to win as much as anyone. I always think he does. And,
2: and when and I think he does. sent out my tweet the other night saying Lincoln Riley sabotaged the season, I'm not saying he intentionally went out and tried to lose games. Right, his head wasn't in right. the game. I mean, it just mentally right. he was a little bit checked out this year for Oklahoma. I, I'm right. I'm not ready to be of the belief that uh, the guys out there are trying to throw football games. Anyways. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's...
2: That's damaging to Lincoln Riley. <laughs>
0: You know the dude that um, who was it? Was it Tracy Harmon? Tracy tweeted at us and kind of laying out everything that seemed to to kind of. Oh <laughs> my brother-in-law just texted me that kind of led to this. <laughs> my brother-in-law just texted me hashtag through it. <laughs> that's not. Uh, that's that. That's funny. But they went through all of the different kind of dates that seemed to stand out, you know, the, the recruiting trips, the visits to California, the first half disappointment against Kansas. that came, you know, basically a month after that. I mean, there's a lot of things you could point to. But I would just caution you, Gary, I love your passion, but I don't know if that's a world that you want to live in because it will drive you crazy.
2: Somebody just sent us a text that I think we should hit at some point.
0: You know what? Let's do it next because I want to take a break. I gotta—we've got a commercial here. We gotta make sure it sounds good from Anthony Walden and Gary Cavins, and then we'll get a timeout. We'll come back and we'll read it. Sound like a plan? And I got an update here on Austin Stogner. There's a list of possibilities, potential landing spots, and where Mike F- F- Farrell, Farrell from Rivals, thinks he could end up. We'll dive into it next. <laughs> Alright, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. 405 329 you, Tony. See you, Gary. 405 329 Like a celebrity sighting in here today. Tony Walden was in the house. Walden Cleaners and Laundry. Um, did I get the phone number right? 405 329 if you want to jump in. At Plank Show on Twitter. At Josh on Ref. Everybody should be following us at Sports Talk 1400. It's been a It's been a fun week. It's been a busy week. It's been an educational week. It's been a frustrating week. It's been a challenging week. It's been an anger-filled week. It's been a a week, I think, is the best way to put it. It's
2: been a great week.
0: (laughs) It's been a great week. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. There's times there's moments. There's moments during this week where I'm like, this is amazing, right? This is this is really happening. I love everything about this. And then there's moments during this week where I'm like, I um, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> it's just been, it's been odd. It's been odd. And the crazy thing about it, Josh, is it has totally. I, I'm watching the news last night. I'm watching the news last night. I've got, I've got it on. I never watch the news, and I'm wondering. Why are you guys talking about anything other other than the OU coaching search? I turn on ESPN, and I watched a little college basketball after OU. I was taking in the triple overtime game between Nebraska and North Carolina State, which was really fun. I was uh, watching some of North Carolina and Michigan, which is still so weird to me to see Hubert Davis and Juwan Howard coach teams and uh, Brady Manic in, in baby blue. You're like, wow, Brady Manick. He looks like, he looks like a Bigfoot out there with the beard and the hair the way that it's going. So – um, it, it was it was wild, but then like Sports Center, like why do you guys why are you talking about NBA games? Oops, who wants to talk about NBA games? I don't. I want to hear what you know about Lincoln Riley going to USC and who's next in Oklahoma. But then I realize if they if any of those guys said anything of you know outside of Dusty whom, I, again, ESPN, I don't understand what you're doing. I really don't. I couldn't care less what Paul Feinbaum has to say about the OU opening, nor should anyone. I don't care what um, – gosh, why did I just blank on the Georgia offensive lineman? He used to be fat, now he's skinny. Um, David Pollock, right? I don't care what he has to say about the Oklahoma coaching search. I don't care what Joel Klatt has to say. Give me Dusty. You know, give me someone with some ties to the Big 12 or the SEC Out that, that care, that aren't just there to throw you a hot take. Gosh. Well, let me tell you this: OU football is probably done. They're going to close down the program because Lincoln Riley left. You know, it's just, what are we doing? I hate everything sometimes whenever I watch TV. But my point, my bigger point, Josh, is there's there's so much going on right now. I just I don't want to be away from it. It was it was hard enough for me, not feeling kind of well last night, to even pull myself, drag myself away from it. It's tough. Um, yes, the sagas.
2: Hard to escape until we get some sort of finality here.
0: Um, here, here's a couple of couple of other good DMs that I got that I wanted to share. Uh, by the way, I love. There's a picture that uh, who sent this to me? That Ebbets Blue sent me last night of Caleb Williams with his arm around Joe Castiglione, and Joe talking in Caleb's ear. I mean, that's awesome, right? I mean, I again. We read into everything, but I think that's really cool to see. I do. Um, because you know, right, Josh? Joe C's letting them know, hey, I'm getting you a guy. I'm going to get you a dude that's going to come in here and keep this thing competitive.
2: Boy, and they rolled out the red carpet last night, I thought, for Caleb Williams and company. And, and you know, there was a bunch of other football players over there too, but the amount of security guards that were within about – you know a tic-tac oh you were there of caleb williams i mean it's like four security personnel at all times around caleb williams <laughs> it's like the president was sitting down there uh, and then he got an awesome one- ovation when they showed him on the scoreboard that was a pretty cool moment last night was an yeah. awesome night inside the lnc just in general
0: I know that there was a lot of things that went into that, right? There, it's Florida coming to town. It's a good basketball team. I think we all needed an outlet, kind of, for our frustrations. But man, I think a lot of it also has to do with what Porter Moser is out doing and the students. This is give me that environment, Josh, all the time, please. Dude, and the, the students grow. were
2: fantastic. Last night they were so good and impactful and loud, really from the word go. And I I understand last night was a free ticket night for the students, but man, if if you show up like that every home game, and especially for you know big ones like that, Butler on Tuesday night. And then the conference schedule—it makes a difference. I mean, they—they they were great last night. The environment was incredible. Lon Kruger was honored at halftime. That was a pretty sweet moment.
0: Right. I think a lot of it um, had to do with Lon, right as well. But yeah, that's a great atmosphere. Thanks for the picture. I really appreciate it. Speaking of photos, Tom Dunning hits me up. This is a fair question. Thanks for your professionalism through this all. Listen, okay. I'm just gonna. Can I pause there? I have not been professional during this. Okay. I'm just gonna be very clear. I'm just trying to stay grounded. And every single time, every time I try to think about, um, I get. I'm not professional because I'm way too invested, Tom. Which is why I've got a chance to do Fox Sports Radio show Saturday afternoon, and I don't want to do it because the dude's a Pac-12 guy. I don't want to deal with that. (laughs) You think I want to deal with that? Oh, what a big win
2: for the Pac-12. What do you think this means for right. the Pac-12 the I don't want to deal with
0: that. My heart's broken over this, man. It sucks. Did I have a great relationship with Lincoln? No. But I did with Benny Wiley, and I did with Clark Stroud, and those are guys that I like a lot. And it sucks. It sucks bad. But, but you know, once I kind of buck up a little bit, I'm fine. But, yeah, I I appreciate that I've at least been able to give that allure off. But Tom writes. Do you think Ruffin McNeil was an influence that Lincoln benefited from? Might be hindsight, but Lincoln's success seemed to peak before Ruffin left. Uh, I, I think Ruffin McNeil was a good mentor for Lincoln to help him understand what it took to be a head coach. I think that there was, I think that there was a lot of what's the best way to put it. I think that there was a lot of learning. Wait, hold on a second. Ebbets, that link's not working. Send it back to me. Send it back. We might have a little bit of news. Um, three, two, one. I think there was a lot that Lincoln Riley still had to learn about being a coach. And I think Ruffin McNeil was key in being that ear for him. And Ruffin was great.
2: He was a good-sounding board.
0: Exactly. I I don't know that he a
2: heck of a lot more than that. Right.
0: I think that he stepped in whenever they needed a guy to run the defense and did did an okay job, right? I liked liked Ruffin a lot. You know, this is a guy now that is a special assistant out of North Carolina State being closer to his dad and his family. Uh, It's been good for him. I think... I think Ruffin served his role at Oklahoma and realized they needed some help recruiting, and he wasn't getting it done. So they needed to get a better recruiter. I don't think it had anything to do, Josh, with Lincoln making the decision to go. No, you?
2: A- a- absolutely not.
0: No. All right, ten fifty. When we come back, it's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Okay. Welcome back into the Plank Show. Sorry, I might have. I'm about to come in a little hot there. Demetrius, Demetrius, hang in there. All right, because I've only got three minutes in this hour, and I want you to have plenty of time. 405 We're going to take calls the rest of the way. We're going to do what I like to call a mini MINI Firehouse Subs top five stories of the day next. But uh, I I appreciate I've got all I've got my own little group of insiders now. Uh, Drew Duggan just hit me up on Twitter. And you all are, are getting followbacks, too. Drew Duggan just hit me up on Twitter with this, um, at Ebbets Blue, which I'm assuming E is a tribute to our Dodgers, maybe? Or, or maybe his last name is just Ebbets and his nickname is Blue. Regardless, there has been – now, if I'm getting trolled on this, please someone let me know, okay? But I don't think I am because I've heard it from two people. If you look at the rundown for tomorrow's Board of Regents executive – oh, I'm sorry, for today's Board of Regents, there's an executive session. And letter I has the discussion of potential candidates for the position of head football coach as authorized under 25, blah, blah, blah. Um. I just asked a very simple question, and and Drew writes, um, "What do you think of this?" Oh, your board of regents meeting starts at 11 a.m. Executive session is first on the agenda. Item seven could be used for personnel discussion. And then, if you look a little deeper, there is what um, EB sent me, and I said, I, "I just asked, what does it mean?" I mean, listen, I've I've been in meetings before, but I've never like been in a meeting where there are <laughs> sessions. You know, it's like, listen, um, Mr. Plank, we're gonna go into an executive session now. I'm like, well, I don't know. So, I, I, there is a part of me that's not not very smart. But EB theorized that maybe they're authorizing Josie C to negotiate the contract. Maybe the agenda item is kept vague for a reason. Hmm. Does it say anything to you, Josh? I don't know. What it says think to me about that things that. are moving. Right,
2: or, or maybe they, it's just an or that they thought that this would be done by today. I mean, maybe that's what that says, and it's not. One uh, of the other items on the agenda? I guess right is the vote for Bob Stoops's interim one-time uh, supplemental <laughs> payment of three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Yes. Right to which yes, he's worth every last penny of that. Mm-hmm. What he's doing recruiting and oh, you in bet. the bowl game.
0: That press conference was worth 500 grand right there. That was a million dollar press conference. and I was very happy Agreed. to see some of my friends who deserve it get well well-earned raises whenever I saw that go public last night. But a big day. Um, we'll see if we get any more information. Demetrius hanging there and Josh has a text that has him fired up. It's next.